Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Now today's going to be something of a, a little bit of a sweet and sour show. We, we shall start with the sour, unfortunately, as I share with you my most recent frustration in dealing with one of the country's largest energy suppliers called Enpower. And I'm going to read out an open letter that I wrote to them setting out how truly awful their customer service has been over the last six months, would you believe? But then we're going to have a little bit of a sweet part and uh, a far more enjoyable encounter with one of our listeners called Matt, who wrote in after last week's show with some of his insights and uh, experience relating to self-managing a larger portfolio, obviously in response to my uh, my thoughts and considerations there myself. So a little bit of sweet and sour as it, uh, as it goes, but uh, we're going to start with the, the sour and on with the show with Property Chatter. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. So what I plan to do is I'm going to read out my open letter to NPower, which I will share with you today, both for your entertainment or schadenfreude, as the Germans like to call it, uh, laughing at somebody else's misfortune, but also so that you will be aware of how the mighty uh, corporations and their systems and processes can completely overlook a basic of customer service requirement, that of listening to their customer with just a little bit of a human interaction is all that's needed. So here we go. Here is my letter then. Dear Empower, I would like to thank you so much for your superb process in chasing customers for outstanding payments. It seems that you have a slick, streamlined process set up to ensure that you get back the money owed to you. However, you have a bit of a problem in the process, if you don't mind me saying so. You don't actually listen to your customer. I have a rental property in Cornwall, and my tenants moved out and notified you of this, but not me. However, they failed to hand over the keys to me, and they also left before the tenancy agreement terminated. The tenancy agreement provides that they will be responsible for any bills during the tenancy as is normal and customary. So they were responsible until the tenancy terminates. They also left owing me rent and other costs by the way, but that's my problem and not yours. So not directly relevant, it just kind of illustrates what they are like I suppose. Of course, I then started to receive bills from Enpower claiming sums of money for gas and electricity based on estimated usage and so on. Realising that the tenants had incorrectly advised you of the situation, so not your fault at this stage, I called to let you know. I'm kind of nice like that. Having been kept waiting in a call queue for around 45 minutes, listening to some god-awful music on hold on a continuous loop, I finally got through to a chap whose name escapes me unfortunately. Did I mention that I was calling from overseas, by the way? No, I forgot that detail, so not exactly ideal or cheap for me, but hey. The chap who answered said, All our operators in that department are busy right now. Can I take a message and get someone to call you back? Sure, no problem, I said. So I explained the situation. 
Tenant gave the wrong information. I have the correct dates and the meter readings. Please correct the bill and we're in good shape. I appreciate you calling me back as I'm overseas right now and I don't really fancy sitting in a call wake queue for another 45 minutes to be perfectly frank with you. Okay, no problem. It will take five days for them to call you back, but I'll pass on the message. Five days? Okay, whatever. <laughs> of course, I never did get that promised call back. Then the automated process of chasing for payment kicks in, of course. You bad person, you owe us money, pay up now or something bad will happen to you, or words to that effect, this kind of letter. Okay, so they are too busy to answer the phone quickly and clearly can't be bothered to call me back. So what now, I wonder? I know, I'll e email them instead. Nope, no email address anywhere. Okay, so I use snail mail instead and drop them a line. Dear NPower, thanks for chasing me up for payment and all that. I will owe you for about a week's worth of electricity and gas for when the property was empty between official tenancies. Here is the info you need, so please can you bill the outgoing tenants for their bit, me for my trickle or two, and the incoming tenants for theirs. All dates, meter readings and forwarding addresses are enclosed. Response? Nada. More chaser letters arrive. So I send a second letter. I determine that maybe they don't open their post at the last address, which I took from the back of their bill, and instead write a similar letter to the first one, addressing it to the one shown on the You're in real trouble now, sunshine version letter instead. That should take care of it, right? Response? Zilch. A few more weeks go by and the you're a bad person letters turn into you're in you're really in for it now instead. So I take stock. Telephone? Nah. Email? None. Letters times two? Silence. What else can I do to get it through to these people? I have it. Social media. Everyone has a Facebook or a Twitter account these days, don't they? So I find an NPower customer service Twitter account. Et voila! This will get the, some attention, right? Uh, no, it seems not. Two unanswered tweets. The first one saying, Can a real human please speak to me, please? And the second one saying, This could get embarrassing for you in court. And guess what? Yep, zero response there too. What do we have to do to get through to these people and get them to listen, I wonder? Not really sure what else to do now. But then I get the you are obviously a low life and cannot be bothered to pay your bills, pal, so we are washing our hands with you, letter. As I was handed over, as I was handed over, not to one, but two separate debt collection companies. Well, I was daft enough to have both gas and electricity from the single Empower supplier, wasn't I? However, now I see my chance. Surely these debt collection agencies will have their own system, and then perhaps I can talk to them instead. I did in fact call, and the nice lady at the first company said, send us the info and a copy of your tenancy agreement, and we will speak to NPower to clear it all up on your behalf. Perfect. Thank you very much, I say. They obviously have the bat phone there. So I duly send my copies of my previous letters, and the old and the new tenancy agreements. Never mind the admin and the time involved on my part, I know that NPower are very important and need the belt and braces approach, so I will duly comply. Guess what? Yes, now my case has been handed over to yet another company to issue court proceedings against me, as clearly I am a complete retrobate, have been given ample time and numerous chances to pay by several departments and external agencies, and there is just no hope for me whatsoever. Watch out for your credit rating, kiddo.
that's about where the story is right now. Today is the 24th of September and this whole saga began back in March. Six months so far and besides that first chap taking a message I've not managed to make myself heard anywhere in NPower's vicinity whatsoever. It seems to me that NPower will not be satisfied until I am crushed unto their mighty feet and cast off beyond the pale and into the abyss and all because my former tenants did a cheeky runner and they can't be sullied to talk to me about this. Well, Empower, I may have to see you in court then, and indeed I will take great delight in telling the judge, magistrate, or whoever, this whole saga. Will you be paying my expenses for time and travel and inconvenience for doing so? I'm no legal eagle, but surely a valid defence against the bill is that you're not the person liable to pay. We are in the UK, aren't we? Not some variation of Orwell's 1984 Big Brother scape. So, mighty Empower. I am only a small cog, and perhaps you don't really want to speak to me after all. Which is perfectly fine and understandable, I can assure you. However, could you just do me one small courtesy, please? Could you actually try and listen to your little customers when they are trying to help you operate your mega business and collect the money so richly deserved for all of that lovely gas and electricity you provide? In the meantime, I'm in the process of switching all supply away from Empower in all of my other properties. Some of which have, you know, by my standards, some fairly significant bills, I can tell you. I just need to find a supplier with some actual humans working for them now. Any suggestions? No, not you, Empower System Bots. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, I guess I'll just have to see you in court now, I guess. If you have any humans that will actually show up, that is. Yours faithfully, Richard Brown, customer references 0001747584098409 and 0001747583910. <laughs> That's the end of my letter. And I wonder how the story will end though, really, in, in reality. And, and I guess, have you had any similar experiences with the energy suppliers? I know I shared a little bit of this on some social media recently and I had a few responses, but, you know, I think uh, they, they just seem to have these systems set up and then I don't know what it is, but they just don't seem to re actually want to take any incoming telephone calls or any other messages from their customers. And instead, they just let the system of the process take over. But uh, it seems like a, a kind of a, a crazy way of treating customers as far as I'm concerned. But if you've had a similar experience, why not mail me podcast? at thepropertyvoice.net and see who comes out as top dog or bottom of the class in terms of customer service with the energy suppliers. But uh, after all of that, and I hope you didn't mind a little bit of extra drama there as I shared that uh, that experience. Uh, yeah, I got a little bit carried away, let's say. But uh, next up, something a little bit sweeter with a listener contribution in your voice. Up next is your voice. It's all about you and your property world. Now recently I've had a I've had the you know the fortune or the benefit if you like of a couple pe couple of people who've dropped me a line in response to an episode or just to offer additional insights and support I guess and most recently I had an email from Matt Littlecott who's an experienced investor and uh, he heard my episode on changes and he wrote me a fairly long piece sharing how he made the switch from fully outsourcing and using letting agents to what he called lean management instead now, he self-manages his portfolio now, and he's got quite a significant portfolio spread across five cities, I think it was, from memory. And he has the help of on-ground maintenance personnel in those areas, along with some effective systems to streamline the process for him, such that he doesn't work full-time running around chasing, chasing dead ends and that kind of thing. 
Now, I was extremely grateful to receive such a contribution, and indeed, I welcome all interaction with you folks that listen, you know, into my musings each and every week. So, thank you very much for that. Also, a, a big, a big thank you in particular to Matt for taking the time and trouble to share. And uh, as a further shout out, he also pointed me towards a book that I had not actually come across before. And it does sound a little bit controversial, but that can be extremely good at challenging our thinking as well, I should think. And it's called A Goodbye to All That by Tillet. And it's available for just 99 pence on the uh, Amazon Kindle store, or free if you happen to have Kindle Unlimited, as I do. But, uh, you know, even if you don't, you can also get it for free as a PDF from, directly from a website. And I'll share the link in the show notes if you'd like uh, to have a read of that particular book. I haven't read it myself yet, but as I mentioned, it does sound kind of controversial. And uh, that, as I mentioned, can help us in uh, in looking at things from different angles. But going back to Matt, he certainly gives confidence of being able to manage a sizable portfolio without becoming a full-time, hands-on landlord running around like a headless chicken all the time, which is extremely encouraging. And as for me, my plan, at the moment at least, is to manage things myself, systemize and outsource rather than do it myself personally. So it just illustrates how many different flavors we have to choose from, doesn't it? Now, I think that's great. Really, I do. So thank you very much, Matt, and indeed all of those who've taken the time and trouble to get in touch, leave reviews, or share this podcast around in whatever way that you have done. I really do appreciate it. But in conclusion to today's episode, which is a little bit shorter, I do believe that um, you know this sweet and sour episode is uh, is something of a a microcosm of life, really. And uh, we've gone from disappointment and discouragement from our friends at NPower to wisdom and support from Matt from our listener community. And I guess it just reminds me that without the lows or the sour moments, we, we will never appreciate the value of the sweet highs that, we'll, that we will also get, will we? So I guess I have to thank both NPower and Matt for that, don't I? Begrudgingly, he says. <laughs> Life can be sweet and sour at times, and so can investing in property. And I hope that these polar opposite experiences have helped to shape your own thoughts and decision making just a little bit, perhaps. Although, to be perfectly honest, I would much rather have a few more mats around than the less than wonderful experience I had with Empower, if truth be told. Right now, though, let's leave it at that. Why not drop me a line with any tale of woe of your own, or alternatively, a top tip that you think we should be sharing with our, our listeners more widely? You can email me personally at podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. So why not? It really can't hurt, can it? Finally, if you haven't taken a look at our Facebook page lately, I recommend that you do um, because on there we have some regular shares and insights from the world of property investment. I guess it's uh, it's a kind of selective sharing medium of considered news stories as opposed to being a news property news feed service as such. So uh, check it out and don't forget to like the page as well while you're there, will you? And you'll find us facebook.com slash thepropertyvoice. There we have it for another week. The show notes will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.